to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. Marley Weirda joined by Andy Olson, and we are reacting here to the 66-63 to loss as Maryland upsets Illinois. This was one I kind of expected a little bit, Andy, I think. Really? The Illini needed a good humbling. Um, and Maryland, you know, they upset Wisconsin back in December. Mm-hmm. And I think th- there's some beef between these two teams. Uh, the last time Illinois had beaten Maryland was back in 2019 at um, Madison Square Garden. So it's been a long time. And, and I know that the Maryland-Illinois matchup usually gets heated. It usually um, ends a- in a way like this more often than not, I guess, favoring Maryland. But um, I kind of expected it. What are your just first takeaways from from this one? I think usually Maryland is a better team, which is why it is – a bit of a bit of a rivalry um this isn't really one that i saw coming and maybe that's what the team thought as well and maybe they maryland caught them by surprise going into the game i think we all knew that three-point shooting for maryland was going to be i mean a big deal it's going to it was going to be the way that they won and it ended up being um exactly how they did it going 40 percent from behind the arc uh hitting eight uh and that ended up being the difference they won by three points and illinois just never really got to a point where they could extend that lead and really run away with this one. I, Brad talked about in his press conference that there were a couple of uh, points in the first half where they could have done that, and they just kind of let the the opportunity slip away from them. Maryland led for a lot of the second half, and um, you know there are points where Illinois took that lead back. It was back and forth, uh, but they always just kind of hung around, and that's exactly what you need to do against a team like Illinois, which is ranked, I mean, especially for Maryland coming in with only one conference win, which – was against Wisconsin, which is great. For, you know, now they have two top 25 wins in conference yeah. play. The issue is they're not winning any of the rest of their games. Um, <laughs> That's so a problem. <laughs> this, this, it was a good win for Maryland. Um, you know, Illinois definitely had their points, like I said, where they could have taken control. Uh, they just kind of let them slip. And so coming into this game, for me, I thought it was going to go one way and only one way. And Maryland came in and, and surprised everyone. I guess this just kind of – points out, like you mentioned, a few flaws for Illinois, and it's something that maybe they needed um, to get to where they want to go this season. Right, and I think Illinois is still kind of getting used to having that target on their back because Mm -hmm. they are going to get everyone's best game, and I think Maryland came into the State Farm Center today doing just that. Daryl Morsell, um, an incredible game for him. He led the Terrapins with 19 points. They also had uh, two other players in, in double figures, but where there's a little bit of disparity here is is with the Illini and, and this offense that we haven't seen become too balanced throughout the season. I know that's kind of been an issue for them this season. Uh, Ayodesumu leads with 23 points. Kofi Coburn with 21 points after a 16-point first half. And I had seen earlier in, uh, in the game, you know, it was – Illinois had tweeted out a video, you know, Io throwing the alley-oop to Kofi, and it was captioned, you know, what would this team be without Io and Kofi? And I think that's the issue is that (laughs) where would this team be without Io and Kofi? Because they didn't win tonight, and I don't think they would have been winning a lot of games if it wasn't for Io and Kofi, which I think too much was was riding on their shoulders a little bit tonight because – a lot of guys did not carry their weight. Yeah, and that was one of the first things that took away from the game. You could see it happening during the game, too, when Io and Kofi, I mean, midway through the second half, 
Io had a point where he scored nine straight points for Illinois, which is great. I mean, Io can turn it on, but then you look up at the scoreboard and you realize that him and Kofi are the only ones in double digits, and two of your starters, you know, haven't scored a point yet. Um, and Trent Frazier, I don't believe, ended up scoring uh, any points in the game, and, and there was a reason for that. He did get hurt at the end of the first half. Mm-hmm. Brad talked about it in his press conference. They'll know more about his injury tomorrow. Um, it kind of looked like while we were there, he was favoring his left shoulder. Um, someone had mentioned they saw a camera angle where it looked like a player came down in his collarbone. Um, and Brad, in, in his press conference, said that he did come back in the second half and he had a shot in the second half that was an air ball. And his shot just didn't didn't look right at all. So, you know, hopefully things uh, go well for Trent Frazier from here on out. Hopefully it's not that bad of a diagnosis right. and he can come back really soon. Um, but you mentioned that the balance on offense – um, just wasn't there. I mean, Andre Curbelo had eight. Um, Adam Miller had nine, three three-pointers, which was a great start for Adam because all of those were in the first half. Mm-hmm. You thought maybe he would get more involved in the offense. He's had a couple of games where he's been, you know, out of tune with things. He's been an important role player but hasn't been scoring. And that just didn't happen today. It was kind of – if it wasn't Io or if it wasn't Kofi, there wasn't really anything available. Um, and you mentioned where they would be without those two guys. Not in a very good spot. Really? I mean, but clearly you need your good <laughs> players uh, on this kind of team. You know, not everyone is going to be able to score like Iowa and Kofi, and that's okay. You know, they're the superstar players of the team. But you need to have better production from from other parts. DeMonte needs to score. Trent needs to score. Um, Georgie, when he comes in, needs to score as well. Uh, Grandison, you know, those are your seven, eight, nine guys mm-hmm. that come off the bench, and you need them to get points because that's what a good, well-rounded team does. Right, and they didn't. They didn't score. No. Georgie had zero points. Jacob Grandison, zero. Trent Frazier, zero. Andre Curbelo, let's see where he is at. He had eight. Eight? Mm-hmm. Okay, no, but he was negative 22 I, in yeah, the plus-minus I, I noticed that. Category. I didn't bring it up yet because it. <laughs> I guess watching the game, that wasn't evident. There were some of these things in the stat sheet that I'm seeing that were evident right. when I'm talking about you know those guys not scoring. But that minus 22 really did not seem evident while I was watching the game. Um, to be fair, Andre had to play a lot of minutes because of Trent not being right. able to um, go for a good portion of the game coming out of halftime. Um, and... I was waiting to bring this up, but we can talk about it now. When the game was over with, um, I had noticed as I was coming out, because we had a quick turnaround between the end of oh, the yes. game at 9.15 and what went on the air at uh, 10 o'clock. Yeah, if, um, you, if you guys don't know, you know, what we deal with on, <laughs> on a curtains. game day. No, really, because it is a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. Andy, you rolled into the station at 9... I think it was 9.35 45, yeah, yeah, like between there, 9.35, 9.45. The press conference didn't even start yet so i'm editing the highlights while andy is trying <laughs> to listen to the press conference and put together his post-game story i mean it, it gets kind of crazy so for us to absorb all of this information i'm it's proud kind of, of us. absorbing in real time <laughs> almost it is it is but um where were we going with this uh, andre so andre, as, yes. as, <laughs> as i was leaving um there was a, a a moment in the game really late where illinois was still down one score they were coming out of a timeout, and Andre had a floater in the lane uh, that he missed. Put too much on it, hit back iron. Maryland got the rebound, went down, and scored again, and made it two scores. Um, and he came back out onto the court after the game and was shooting around for a while yeah. um, and was doing that same shot over and over again. So you can tell that you know this kid you know takes that seriously, probably takes that minus 22 seriously as well in the plus minus. Um, but... You know, he, he had to step up in, in, in points of the game. I mean, he was only 4 of 12 from 
from the field. Mm-hmm. But he took have, a lot of shots. He, he took the most amount of shots other than Io. Io. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have those types of games. And Io mentioned, you know, in in the post game press conference that um, you you'll see that you know the the team is going to have those types of days. Um, and actually, we we have that sound, so we can go to that now. Io on the team. You know, we're a team. Um, we're a team. We we need each and every guy. Um, all 15, uh, we need everyone, you know, everyone out there. So, you know, we just got to cheer, cheer cheer, our teammates on. And I think everyone got great looks. You go through days like that, but we have to be where our next step is, you know, when days, when, when the ball isn't going in, you know, what are we going to do in the defensive end? Are we going to get um, enough stops to help us win? I think today we didn't come up with enough stops to help us win. So, Marley, I mean, we, we listened to him there, and he, he talks about – you know, that he thought that they had some good shots, they were taking good shots, and I feel like that's true for the most part. There wasn't really too many possessions where I'm watching through the through the viewfinder on the camera and, and seeing that they're they're hurrying or, you know, they're they're not really getting into the right rhythm. They just they just weren't falling the shots today. Um, I think in the second half they got away from going down low to Kofi too often. Um, you know, they're I don't think they went down low to him enough in the second half, we mentioned how he mm-hmm. was having a really good first half. It felt like yeah, every he took shot. Just two shots it was in yeah. the second half. I, it Ooh. felt like every shot I was getting was of Kofi just being able to put a put a move on his man and, yeah. and hitting, the, hitting the layup. Um, but I think maybe he was double teamed, but something was going on in the second half where they didn't go back to him. And I think that probably was the difference in the game that Kofi wasn't able to continue that kind of form in the second half. Right, and maybe that's a credit to Maryland as well and oh, their yeah. defense knowing that they're going to go to Kofi and putting putting a stop to him. And I think that's something that he, he's going to have to overcome because he, he's going to dominate most games that he that he plays. But for him to, to really succeed and take this team to the next level, I think he's going to have to get used to that a little bit and have teams uh, pick on him a little bit because he must be so used to just like dominating and going over everyone and the hook shops and the layups and, and, <laughs> and just, just dominating, like I said. So um, I, I think if this team really wants to succeed, you know, in, in the Big Ten tournament, contend for a Big Ten title and, and go far in the NCAA tournament, we'll te- need to see Kofi kind of handle a little bit more of that adversity, which he has in the past. You know, he's shown he can take on some of the Big Ten's um, – best big man so we'll see what he does going forward but um Ayo Desumu, we knew that shot at the end was going to be his to take he uh, makes it a one possession game um with his in transition layup and I I I've been seeing you know this Twitter sphere talking a little bit about it, is that he he had a little bit of time I think he he should have waited a little bit more to take that shot but it, it was I was to take without a doubt. Yeah, and that's we actually have that as well from Brad Underwood talking about that in his post game press conference. Uh, just before we get to it, I'll just say that that was a setup play that Adam Miller was supposed to come over and was supposed to set a screen. Uh, but Brad said in the press conference that he was happy with Io taking that. We were running a little play we call pistol, and and Ace was going to step up and set a screen. But um, you know, part of the part of that was, you know, we were expecting them to foul. And, uh, you know, that's a shot that Io makes a lot, you know, wasn't that deep. Uh, you know, a lot of guys take that shot and, you know, I'd let Io shoot that shot, uh, nine out of 10 times today just, uh, was one of those that didn't go in. So Marley, like you said that there was more time on the clock, but, you know, kind of being there and in that moment, 
they, like Brad said, they were expecting to to get a foul at that point so that they could only at most get two because mm-hmm. they were down three. And I understand why he took the shot that early. He was open, like Brad said. He makes that shot, you know, most times when he takes it. Um, it he was clearly really close. Um, you know, it, it's just one of those days where kind of like the rest of the game, things just weren't going their way. They, they weren't going down. Mm-hmm. And that happens. And Brad Underwood said, you know, the, the practices leading up to this game were ugly. They were bad. They were sloppy, which was certainly reflected there um, on the court tonight. So uh, the good news is, though, there's plenty of basketball left to play. They have Nebraska on the road um, this week, which, you know, Nebraska hasn't been great this season. So maybe that'll give them a little boost of confidence as they head into what's going to be a really tough stretch when they get into playing like the Wisconsin's Michigan, Michigan state, which it's maybe better that they're handling some of this adversity early on. So they know how to deal with it when they come to some of those, you know, better teams, I guess. And I think they were going to, they were going to see this no matter what during the season, it's very hard to go, you know, an entire year without having one of these games. Um, You know, Michigan right now is doing that. They're 10 and 0, um, off to a really good start in the Big Ten, but that's just the start. You need to – every game is different, and every stretch of the season is different. And Big Ten play is really streaky. That's why they were saying in the press conference, I always at least, that you know you can't let one become two You know, in this kind of sense. Mm-hmm. And that – do you hope when you hear that that they will you know take that to heart and be locked in at Nebraska? Like you mentioned, they play on Wednesday, and – that, that would be great. You'd love to see that. You hope that that's going to be the case. But road games are never easy in the Big Ten, so no. anything is possible. But, you know, if fans are, are down and out about this game, that they're they're upset that, you know, how could Illinois lose to Maryland? I, when coming into this year, I kind of – you expect the Big Ten to kind of cannibalize each other almost just because so many teams are so good this year. So I I still believe that the Big Ten champion is going to have – maybe four or five losses in, in the Big Ten this year. Illinois is still off to a really good start where they only have two. Um, one, to Min- or, excuse me, one to Rutgers, which was on the road, mm-hmm. um, you know, three points to a ranked Rutgers team. This one to Maryland, who is having its own struggles but has done this kind of same thing to uh, Wisconsin, a very flaky team. So there's going to be more losses guaranteed. You know, I, I don't expect Illinois to finish 18-2. and two. I don't expect anyone in in the Big yeah, Ten to it's finish a tough as good league. as eighteen and two. Exactly. So there's this. They fans should not feel down and out about the team. There's still a lot they can take from this, and the team is still really good. And the other teams in the Big Ten, we should still expect to lose at some point because even if they're playing really well right now, it's hard to keep that form up an entire Big Ten season and not have one of these types of games to a team like Maryland. Yeah. So do not fret, Illini fans. <laughs> this is a mere speed bump in the road right. and i spoke to trent meacham a little bit about that uh tonight he joined us live in the studio for our sunday fast break segment he's a former alina he also does um the radio show as well so very knowledgeable here's a little bit of our conversation and just some more in-depth analysis of just where it kind of went wrong for illinois it was a, a lot of little things the little things make the difference at the end of the game you know a, a long rebound kicked out for open three a turnover uh missed free throws that's the ball game tonight but i thought throughout the game maryland's defense especially in the, in the half court was exceptional uh, they're physical 
They were long on the perimeter. They stopped the gaps. They double-teamed Kofi. Io had to take 23 shots to, to get to his 23 points. So you got to give Maryland a lot of credit with their defense for 40 minutes. But in those final four minutes, they made the key plays that Illinois couldn't tonight. Right, and do you think that was how they were able to stop stop Kofi Coburn because he was so dominant in the first half but only went for two buckets in the second how why didn't he maintain that that strong start again give Maryland, Maryland a lot of credit uh, they were really physical with them undersized when they had their backup big center in there Mariel he just allowed Kofi to post him in deep he could do nothing with him but their other bigs uh, Galen Smith did a terrific job of just muscling him using his 240 pounds or so they interchanged a few guys there against Kofi they really dug in from the perimeter were active with their hands and in and, and also then offensively for this Illini team they they didn't play with great pace so it was a little bit slow Maryland's defense got set up and if it wasn't in transition whether it's Kofi Io or anyone we struggled to score now Io Desumu without a doubt was going to take that big shot at the end that's been his shot to take this season and, and seasons in the past but do you think he, he has a little bit too much on on his shoulders right now with Maybe some guys not helping him out. You know, All-American, you got a lot on your shoulders. And, and Iowa's been so good this season. I thought his last shot there, it looked good. It was a great shot. Uh, but he does need help. Trent Frazier, Demonte Williams, both, you know, with goose eggs tonight. He needs a little bit of help. Yes, Trent Frazier got banged up and re-entered the game. But there's no question for this team to be at their best, we need more players stepping out, contributing to the scoring column. Now, is this an alarming loss? Do you think Illini fans need to be worried about this one? The sky's not falling, okay? This is one game, it's a long season. Maryland's a good team, okay? They only had one Big Ten loss, but that was against Wisconsin, okay? Wisconsin's only lost in the Big Ten. So this team's a good team. It's a long season. They're gonna have nights where the ball's not going in. I think this will be good for this ball club. I think they're gonna learn, hey, we have to come out with a little bit more aggress aggression. Teams that have been physical, teams that have been active, uh, have given us some troubles so far this season. So hopefully this is a, le a learning experience for this team and we can get on another, uh, you know, winning streak here. All right. Thank you, Trent. Um, Andy, before we wrap up here, any any final thoughts before we go? I mean, I've, we got it covered it all. Covered it from every angle this game. Um, when we look back at this season for, for Illinois, which is hopefully a very long one that goes deep into March, uh, possibly early April. Ooh. <laughs> um, I don't think that this is going to be a game that fans remember too much. Fans will remember the Northwestern game for, for that second half run. I think they might even remember the Rutgers game where it was really close to the end against a really good Scarlet Knights team that Illinois almost beat them on the road. But I don't think they'll remember this one against Maryland. I think Maryland is destined to not have a very good year. I don't think that they'll make the NCAA tournament unless they go. We mentioned they're a very, they're they're a streaky team. Maybe they'll go on a really good streak yeah. in the Big Ten tournament and qualify. But I think this Maryland team isn't super good. And you know what? That happens sometimes to to good teams that they can get beat like this. But from what we hear from Brad and from Io, they realize that this cannot happen, and they and they realize that they need to fix something. And I think they're going to be proactive about fixing that and how you started the show, Marley. I think this could be something that they needed to kind of kick them into gear almost as they kind of get into this. Pie. That's right. <laughs> in, into this middle of the season. So I don't think that this will be a very memorable game in the long run, uh, but hopefully it, it inspires the team to uh, 
be better and do better things throughout the year. Yeah, I like that. That's a good way to put it. It won't be memorable. I think it'll be like that little dink in mm-hmm. in the road that, you know, we'll kind of look back on the season as a whole and we'll be like, oh, that loss to Maryland. Yeah. You know, they, they should have won that one. But, you know, maybe at that point when we're looking back on this game, Illinois will be far into the NCAA tournament. So and I, I feel like I do need to give credit to Maryland. I, don't, I feel Absolutely. like we've not no, given they credit played to Maryland. Well. They were a very good team tonight. They they were really good from outside of the outs, or in three-point range. And uh, even though, like I've said, I don't expect them to be a very good team this year, they do have that kind of potential to have games like this. So who knows? Maybe they can win some more. Uh, Illinois definitely did, though, see their best tonight. Yeah, you know, they should they should be proud. But like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, Illinois is going to have a target on their back the rest of the season. I don't imagine they will drop out of the top 25. Certainly their spot will move down a little bit, I'm mm-hmm. expecting. But um, regardless, Illinois is still a really great team. Um, and Maryland, they're a good team too. And, and they showed their all tonight. So uh, that'll do it for us on the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. Another late night edition of the pod. We'll see you next time.